0: Unless you speak to our hearts today, nothing of value will be said. So open our hearts, open our minds, open the fabric of our lives, our best laid plans, and pour your Holy Spirit into it. Move us in a new way if you want us to move in a new way. Enliven us where we've been sleepy. Energize us where we've been tired. God, I pray that you would give me your words to speak and that you would keep me completely out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's gospel is a big elephant in the room. Divorce isn't just kind of an abstract idea or an unusual circumstance that hardly anybody has has had to endure. We're not talking about some strange thing that only happened in the first century. Roughly half of the marriages in the United States today end in divorce. That's a pretty staggering statistic. And if you haven't been divorced, you have been affected by it very, very, very closely. 100% of people have been affected in some way, shape, or form by divorce. I grew up in a church that did not always take the cultural or historical context into consideration when reading scripture. It's a very dangerous way to read scripture, to try to take words written thousands of years ago in a completely different culture to a completely different community of people, transcribed thousands of times over the years, translated from ancient language, and try to fit it as though it were one-size-fits-all onto our current circumstances. That does not help us discover the truth of God. When we encounter the scriptures, we're invited into an incredible, sacred dance of discovery. We do so with understanding the intention, the history, the authorship, the community, and we do it with prayer and with an open heart and with humility. Once I was set free, to engage in the scriptures in this way, the Word came alive. It was no longer a scary, harsh, painful thing, but instead an invitation to explore through the story of God and God's people. Grace, love, redemption. So, back to the elephant in the room that we've all been affected by. If we look at this morning's scripture as a universal catch-all and believe that Jesus is just against any divorce ever, we can get into trouble, and it has gotten people into trouble throughout the ages with the church. Because these words have been taken out of context, there are many marriages where abuse has been sustained and supported by even the church and it was needlessly endured. There have been people who are ostracized from their families and from their faith communities because of this. Reading scriptures in this way, where we just take it as this one-dimensional thing instead of this incredible, amazing journey to embark on, is called proof texting. That's your fancy theological term today. Um, Mark may have a really long textbook, but I've got the the, the words of the day, proof texting, that means that you just use words of scripture out of context to support an argument that you have. And proof texting hurts people. It hurts our communities. It does damage. So because this elephant is in the room today and I am your pastor, I want to tell you today that I am sorry if these words have ever been used against you in any way, shape, or form if they have caused you to stay in an abusive situation or watch one, if they have felt made you feel like you were unwelcome at the table or in the sanctuary, I am sorry that small minded reading instead of an expansive one has hurt you. I'm sorry if the Lord's supper has been withheld from you. I've given communion to people who have not had it for decades, because they were refused it at the table because of their divorce. There is never a reason, anytime, anywhere, to deny anyone the meal at the table of God. So this morning, we're not gonna proof text. We're gonna look closely at the context and see what Jesus is saying. And it's something bigger than just a commentary on divorce. The scriptures were not given to us to keep us in bondage, but to set us free. In the first century, y'all probably know this already, but I'll say it again, women had zero power. They had no power in and of themselves. Their only security was in the men in their lives. First their fathers, then their husbands, and then finally their sons, if they were lucky enough to have them. A woman who did not have any of those relationships would be at the mercy of others. If she were lucky, she may be taken in by extended family and be able to be sort of a servant, But if she were not, she would be forced to beg or sell herself to survive. So to Jesus, the question of divorce that day was not just the question of a disillusion of a marriage, but about literally throwing a person away. The the scripture even used that term, throw her out, right, in the gospel. Marriage in the first century was not between two equal people who both had the autonomy and ability to take care of themselves and come together as a partnership. It was a contract for property, for familial affiliations, and for the creation of male heirs. A totally different scenario than what most of us get to enjoy today. So our message this morning is not as much about divorce in particular as it is in general about the way that we walk in relationship with one another whether we treat one another as precious, incredible children of God, reflections of the divine in whose image we were made, or if we use one another to humanize each other for another end. The structure of this world was created by God to be interconnected. Everything both depends on and is affected by everything else. We discover more and more about this miraculous, world and the ecology of it all the time. And not only that, but we worship a triune God. God not only created relationship and made it integral to everything, God is relationship. And we are too. Each of our bodies is its own little ecosystem with trillions of little organisms called microbes living on it. Isn't that cool to think about? You have your own little trillions and trillions of microbes that live on you. Amazing. We are a complex combination of atoms reliant on oxygen, nutrients, water, and so much more, and that's just for our survival. God embedded in us a need for human connection, a joy at having pets, a desire to create beauty, curiosity at the natural world. So many incredible interrelated things. We are reliant on everything, and everything is reliant on us, whether we want to admit it or not. You matter. In this incredible great scope of creation, you matter. And our gospel this morning tells us that as we matter, it matters how we also take care of each other. We are never to throw anyone away, and we're never to give up on one another. Life is complex, relationships can be life-giving, and they can be damaging. So sometimes there is a place to put up boundaries, and that's life-giving too. And there is no one answer that will work for all of our problems or issues or hardships, and that makes life kind of daunting. But that is why we embark on this journey with the living Word of God, with the incredible flow of the Holy Spirit, knowing that each step will reveal itself to us in God's incredible grace. We are called to live in line with God's love, to identify with grace as a fact for us and for the world, and to be, embody hope for others. We're called at times to rely on each other, to be vulnerable and teachable, to be wrong sometimes, for some of us a lot of times. The life in Christ happens in the living of it. Not in the jumping through of hoops, not in the memorizing of rules, not in the rigid constriction of religion or dogma, but in the flow of the Spirit of God. And we're invited in that flow to honor one another and care for each other and to remember that we, too, bear the image of the Most High God. We honor one another. We honor ourselves. This makes life messy sometimes, messier than we would prefer. It means that we cannot access easy answers or one-size-fits-all teachings. Instead, we have to be thoughtful, sensitive, loving, contextual, open-hearted, ready to change, ready to move, ready to grow. And if you mess up, which you will mess up, you're invited to allow yourself to be lifted up and to try again. You are loved to be loved. You, you group of atoms with microbes growing on it. You, beautiful reflection of God. You, beloved. Amen.